everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular's single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. And sometimes the amount of stories that make their way to us means that we simply can't cover everything that comes our way. But from time to time, a story just stays with me, and I feel compelled to share it with you and give you my thoughts. And now, one more thing. The divine order was broken. This breaks all sociological order that the culture we're living in now. Because we are raising up women to be men. And you are not applauded for your femininity. You are applauded in the contemporary society by how tough, rough, nasty, mean, aggressive, hateful, possessive you are and you are climbing the corporate ladder, but we are losing our families. I know you're probably thinking to yourself, I know it's not Sunday and you'd be right. That, of course, Bishop T.D. Jakes uh, recently went viral uh, for this sermon right here. We're taking a snippet and we're going to talk about it because... It has since gone viral, and uh, there's certainly some things worth unpacking. I know you can buy your own car. I know you can buy your own house, but until you create a need that I can pour into, I have no place in your life. So stop coming home bragging to me about how much you don't need me and wonder why I shy away. All right. We are raising our women to be men. Stop bragging about how much you don't need me and wonder why I shy away. That is a very honest look at the state of affairs by, again, Bishop T.D. Jakes. Um, We all know already that marriage rates for black people are in decline. 
And, you know, Bishop Jakes chose to address this issue um, using a biblical aperture into our current circumstances. Um, and he's actually gotten some pushback. He's gotten some flack for this. Um, you know, and I, I implore you to listen to the entire sermon. You know, there, there's a lot more nuance and a lot more context um, if you listen to the entirety of his message. But obviously, um, we can't get into too much more of it here. But that was the thrust of what he was saying. Now, I think that, well, first off, I know what you're thinking. Why in the world would you touch this, Ramses? You know, this is, you know, if he's getting pushed back, you know, what's going to happen with you? Listen, I'm well aware of it, but there are people that feel like this needs to be discussed. And, you know, I signed up for this. And so here I go. I will try to be as kind as I can. And, and as always, as fair as I can be. Um, so I don't want this to sound like I'm trying to defend Bishop, Bishop Jakes or I'm trying to say that the world is fine or anything like that. I'm going to do my best to provide you some additional unbiased insight into um, how things are um, as I see it and based on the things that I've learned in my life. Um, so we'll start. Um, I think one of the things that's noteworthy um, about this sermon is, again, the passage where he says, we're raising our women to be men. Now, those of you who have read the Willie Lynch letter, uh, How to Make a Slave, might be familiar with, you know, that that line of dialogue with that that phrase. Um, we want the uh the women we want to negotiate through the women by her through her etc there's some some line in the willie lynch letter that says something to that effect and for those that don't know um the willie lynch letter is um i i, ha I have to admit and or have to mention rather that uh there is some debate as to whether or not it was a real uh document uh written by a real person a real speech um, because of some of the language in the letter, which, um, you know, historians say the language did not come into use uh, in in English until many years after the letter was supposedly written. But I digress. Um, it is still retained at the uh, Library of Congress as um, a work that represents the attitudes toward black people in that time period. Now. Um, this is another thing that I implore you to research if you don't know anything about it. But effectually, what it says is, uh, here's how we're going to break a slave. And we do it in the same way we would break a horse. In other words, the person that we need to get on our side, this is the slave owner. Um, the person that we need to get on our side is the black woman. And uh, so there's an example in this letter where it says um, you need to take a, a big, strong black man, slave, uh, and tie his limbs to four horses, each of his four limbs, 
and send the four horses in four different directions and the horses will rip his body apart. Do this in front of the woman. And then take another slave and then tar and feather and beat him in front of the woman so that she sees, you know, him in this state screaming, you know, so forth and so on. And because she will be there frozen in fear, because historically in Africa, this the person that held this position would be the one to protect her because she will see that this person is now powerless, being ripped apart and, you know, uh, beaten and tarred and feathered. She will then raise her children in reverse roles. Um, she will raise the male child to be um, more submissive than what would otherwise be the case. And she would raise the uh, female child to be more assertive um, in, in a way of protecting these uh, her offspring from the outcomes that she had just witnessed. Um, so there's like a bit of psychology there. And I, I obviously it's an awful thing to do to people, but its brilliance is is there because it, you know, there there's an, another passage written into this document that says, if this is done properly, uh, these women will raise their children in these reverse roles for hundreds of years. And um, I think that Bishop Jakes is speaking to perhaps something that could be considered a remnant of slavery um we we understand that the tropes and the you know the the character the characterizations and so forth um you know the angry black woman you know big mama you know black folks we tend to be very uh, matriarchal matriarch matriarchical i believe that's how we say it um where we base everything around our mamas our grandmamas you know, that sort of thing. And other families, you know, uh, base things more around the, uh, the, the fathers and the grandfathers and so forth. Um, and culturally, that works great for us. Um, we love our moms. And not saying that other races don't love their moms, but, you know, we tend to espouse our mothers in a different way, culturally speaking, than, you know, a lot of other um, ethnicities in this country, at least. So... I don't think that that part of what Bishop Jakes is talking about is unfounded. And it's important to keep that in mind because when you look at what he's addressing, which is how marriable are you or how marriable are you when you have created a life with no need for a man, um, you know, there are some other psych psychological implications there as well. You know, I think that to his point, he's trying to suggest that men uh, instinctively and, and, and innately are providers. Um, I'm, not, I'm not going to speak. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say this is right or wrong, because, again, I don't want to get in any trouble here. But I think that's what he's trying to say. And when a woman has provided everything for herself, um, perhaps his idea is is that, you know, men, it's hard to find uh, their place in, in a situation like that. Um, but that's not what I want to talk about. I think it's important to establish that because what I do want to talk about, you know, we need to know that as well. Now, let's talk about statistics. Again, we're talking about marriage here, but... Um, 
we're going to spend some time talking about dating. Now, I'm not going to bore you to death with statistics. That's not what I'm here to do. But I think it's important to think critically about the state of affairs um, so that we understand what he was uh, getting at in this sermon. Um, and obviously in this space, a lot of the religious component is divorced from this conversation so that we can deal with sort of the black and white. I'm not saying that the religious component isn't important. I'm just saying that in order for us to really deal with the real, um, it, it's a lot easier to get through that if we're dealing with ones and zeros, black and white, you know, because religion is something that's sort of open to interpretation from lots of folks. So the first thing is that it's important to know that 30% of American men between the ages of 18 and 30 are sexless. Now, this is American men in general. Um, there's a term for this type of person, incels, which stands for involuntarily celibate. And there are a lot of theories that exist that kind of point to the why. Why is this the case when historically this number wasn't quite so high? Um, there's a number, an, another statistic rather that I, I came across that um, suggested that about 40% of men never father children. Um, and I thought that was alarming. And in fact, it didn't even sound right to me. Um, but I, I came across it, you know, in all the uh, research that I do. And again, it felt just very alarming. Let's add to that some data from a dating app, Tinder. Um, and for those that know, don't know, Tinder is the app where you, if you're single and you're wanting to find someone virtually rather than meeting someone at, say, a, a bar or out in public, you just swipe left or right on people's pictures. And if a person swipes on you and you swipe on them, um, then you might match with this person and then it allows you to communicate with each other. So Tinder has reported that women tend to pass on about 95% of men. Um, so most women will swipe on just a very small amount of, of male profiles, right? And men tend to pass on about 47% of women. So it, it, I think it kind of speaks to our biology that women are certainly more selective when it comes to choosing a mate. Um, again, I know we're talking about marriage here, but dating is sort of the precursor, as you know. So again, this speaks to kind of our biology. There's a lot more of an investment in a, in a relationship, certainly a romantic, um, intimate relationship uh, on the behalf of women than there is of men. Now, what that means is that uh, the bottom 80% of men end up fighting over the bottom 22% of women. Now, in population numbers, we're roughly equal, but imagine 80% of men fighting over 22% of women. Um, and this is just on a dating app, which isn't everything, but I think it shows sort of where the culture has landed when Bishop Jakes obviously decided to give this sermon. Um, another way of looking at these numbers is that the top 78% of women 
the top 78% of women fight over the top 20% of men. So there's more women for, I guess, a way to look at it or to, to describe it would be maybe quality men or attractive men or whatever, whatever the criteria is. Um, 20% of these men get 78% of the attention. Um, and again, we're talking about numbers in general, but as you can imagine, you know, add this to everything that you know about marriage rates for black women and, and dating information for black women. Um, one of the things that we know to be true is that black women and black people, but black women especially, um, are, the, the dating profiles are overlooked uh, more than than anyone else. Um, I think that the uh, second place, or I guess they go back and forth, is black women and Asian men. So these are the, the types of dating profiles that are the least engaged. Um, and so obviously that kind of creates a little bit more of a hurdle if what you're trying to do is cast a wide net. Um, and there's reasons for that. You know, we, we live in a society where the beauty standard was taken away from black women. You know, around here, of course, we, we celebrate black women. We think black women are the most beautiful things in the world because it's true. But, um, the fact remains is that we are actively trying to change, um, the world that has been given to us, the world that we have been born into. But that doesn't mean we can't deal with the world right now because that's how we change it um now to bishop jakes's point you know with him talking about you know i have a house i have a car i don't need no man that sort of rhetoric um there are some other statistics that i got from uh, these come from uh, cnn.com uh black women make up 71 percent of black graduate students Meaning that there's 29% of black graduate students that are not women. And if we're trying our best to paint this as apples to apples, what you'll find is that there are more educated black women graduating than there are educated black men. You know, more than double. So, that might affect black women's standards when it comes to dating. Um, it's just not a thing. And there's lots of uh, areas in society we can point to to give us the why. You know, um, obviously, black men are incarcerated at higher rates. You know, black men, we have lots of uh, statistics that kind of tell our reality. And some of the things are grim. Some of the things are, are very sad. But, you know, for the most part, they're all very real. You know, um, violence is something that a lot of black men have to deal with. Um, you know, obviously, we don't live as long um, and so forth. Um, again, I don't want to overwhelm you with statistics. But the fact is, is that there are less educated black men uh, than there are educated black women. And so, again, that affects the dating uh, pool. 
And what ends up happening is that a lot of these black women end up childless because, you know, the, the assumption there is because they cannot find a mate that they deem suitable. Um, because, you know, I, I'm, I'm an educated woman, a homeowner, you know, this, that, and the other. Where are, where are the men? Now, I, I cannot gloss over the elephant in the room. Um, and that is that black men additionally tend to date outside of our race uh, at higher rates than black women do. And again, there are reasons that black women don't engage in this behavior um, to the degree that black men uh, do. So um, one of the things that was suggested in the readings that I have done is that there's a, a greater stigma associated with a black woman being with a non-black man than there is the stigma associated with a black man being with a non-black woman. Um, and that's hard to live with. Um, and then there's just a cultural preference. You know, I, I don't know whether or not that is true. Again, I'm not a black woman. I don't want to speak for black women, but, um, it stands to reason that there, that might be true in some areas, in some instances, at least. Um, so when you take all of these things together, you start to understand that what Bishop Jakes was speaking to is not just a matter of we're raising our women uh, in, in traditionally male roles to be strong, to be you know independent, that sort of thing. I believe that all those things are great. And I don't think many people would disagree with that. I, I don't think Bishop Jakes would disagree with that. You know, it's important that we all feel that way and certainly our women, you know, but it's, it, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, it may be the case that we have to look at it like, okay, black women, you, you made it to the finish line first and black men, we're still catching up. We're still dealing with, social stigmas. We're still dealing with stereotypes. Not saying that you aren't, but we're dealing with stereotypes and social stigmas and actual real issues that are preventing us from meeting you at that finish line. We're still running our race. We're still dealing with imprisonment rates. We're still dealing with, you know, um, uh, job markets and, and, and those sorts of things. Not saying that you're not. Obviously, black women... <laughs> get paid the least. But, you know, in terms of the capacity to reach the highest heights, the numbers are suggesting that black women are making it despite their challenges. Um, and black men are still on our path. With that said, if black women are there waiting for us, then we need to all bear in mind that there might be a bit of a gap between where the women are socially, educationally, in terms of fiscal resource and resources and, and socioeconomic status, and where black men are. There might be a, a bit of a, a gap there, a chasm, a disconnect. And if that's the case, 
and we don't look at each other like, oh, this person is Hasidity or this person is a bum or, you know, whatever the case is. And we understand sort of where we are and where we're trying to be. We recognize that, okay, we, we all want lots of things and perhaps we may not be able to get all of the things that we want um, and still find a partner partner at a, at a time where it is still possible to create viable offspring that can be successful themselves. Um, you know, then, then we, we might be in a little bit more trouble than, than we knew. So eh, it's, it's, it's tough when you get, get to this point because it gets a little dicey, but I think what I'm going to do is turn this conversation over to you. You have perspective that I don't have. I have numbers and I have maybe an idea of what may be happening here, but I don't know every story. I don't know what everyone's wants and desires are. Um, I love the outcomes that I'm seeing for black women. You know, I love black girl magic. We all do around here. We celebrate it whenever we can, you know, but Again, I, I don't know that black men are there just yet. We're still, we're still walking that path. We're, we're still getting there. And, you know, also it just, again, it, it, it will help if we take into account where the culture is. You know, for every high quality man that you feel is, is good looking and is, successful and is, you know, um, perfect for you. The numbers suggest that there are lots of women who are trying maybe to get that man. This is, it's a total paradigm shift. Um, let me know how you feel. Let me know what you think. Let me know your personal stories. Um, you know, maybe there's something that I'm missing. Maybe there's a, a puzzle piece that we need in order to complete this picture. Um, but again, somewhere in the middle, we're going to find our path forward. So if you have any thoughts, you can reach out uh, to me. I'm Ramses Ja on all social media. And of course, you can hit me on the iHeartRadio app using the red microphone talkback feature. And uh, we'll talk again soon. All right. Peace. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show is produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I am your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network daily podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com 
That's betterhelp.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.